and a welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside podcast, where we are literally three people talking. <laughs> my name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy from Afar, and with me as always are my co-hosts Chuck Bailey and Ian Stimson. Hey, he's cheered up. He's back. Yeah. <laughs> feeling good, feeling good. He's not so suicidal. I've given up, and it's really liberating. To just not care, because then everything doesn't matter, and it's fine. Everything is good. Say it's good one more time, and we might believe you. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> good. That, well, that first leg win to Malmo was enough to pull you up then, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Got it all yeah. out of my system last week. After Chelsea tickled Elmo, and then away you go. <laughs> yeah, nothing else happened, so that's fun. No. Uh, how are you? How are you boys doing? How are good? How good are things over Pond other side? Palace in the quarterfinal. It's great getting to the FA Cup quarterfinal, isn't it, guys? Mm. Guys? Yeah. <laughs> just me. Just me, then, just guys. You. Is that just you. does that mean I uh, support the most successful team on the podcast, or that's how it works, isn't it? Yeah. The FA yeah, Cup. let's go with that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? FA Cup. FA Cup. Yeah. So we'll, we'll obviously get to all the FA Cup stuff. Um, but we are the Miles Offside podcast, uh, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nothing. And we start that off with rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. Our top story this evening, Harry Kane could face Burnley after recovering from his ankle injury early. Could be a scene as early as this weekend coming back for Tottenham. Is that good news for Tottenham? Slow news week if that's top news, by the way. Fuck. Yeah. It, it it falls off a cliff from here. You'll see. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's good. It's good Keep for listening. for Tottenham, definitely. Especially as they've rode out their luck with this barren patch of decaying players and mouldy cheese rooms melting into oblivion. Harry Kane coming back is perfect for them. Is he going to be the same Harry Kane he was when he left, or when he was at the beginning of the summer, or what? Because it's that same ankle he keeps just hurting over and over again. Like, I mean, Son's been doing fine for them, hasn't he? I mean. Yeah, does, does yeah, it matter? Really does it good. matter if it is Kane, like injured Kane we've had for the last year? Does it matter? Doesn't seem to matter. Uh no, not really, not lately. And plus, they're getting a lot of production out of Fernando fucking Lorente, who legally changed his middle name to fucking. I don't know if you guys saw that. <laughs> that, that that's gone through, is it? Now yeah. that could have been the top story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next, we have Gareth Bale skipping Real Madrid team dinner. He'd actually just been naughty and was sent to bed. Well, no, he chose to go to bed early. He doesn't apparently doesn't he still doesn't speak Spanish yet? What? Apparently, he still doesn't speak Spanish yet, and he's not fitting in, fitting in with uh, the <laughs> who knew Spanish players. Classic fucking British Brit person abroad, goes it? abroad, <laughs> doesn't even bother of learn the language. Probably <laughs> sharp, harping on about Brexit all the time. God, what a prick. <laughs> Poor form, Bale. Poor form. In fairness to Gareth Bale, I wouldn't want to fucking hang out with Thibaut Courtois at dinner anyway, either. So, <laughs> you know, given the choice. Yeah, this all came from Courtois as well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, he was talking shit about him. Uh, classic, classic <laughs> Thibaut rat. Yeah, the quotes are, It is very hard to describe Gareth in one word. I would say he has so much talent, but that is such a shame that so often that talent is blocked from shining. I live like somebody who was born and bred in Madrid. I eat late. I go to bed late. It is their way of life. The other dinner we had, the other night we had a dinner with the entire squad, but Bale and Cruz did not turn up. They reckoned the dinner was too late at night. Well, maybe it was. 
They weren't eating till like half ten at night or something, and that they were like not finishing till midnight. Sounds too late to me. Sounds too late. late. Got to be up in the morning for work. Got to be bright and breezy. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck you, Tebow, and your massive, massive nose. You rat. You very quickly turned around on that. Yeah, no, it's just something to get behind Oscar. After you know, after last week, we were quite bad to him, so I thought I'd back him up on some hatred. Oh, next story. Borussia Dortmund's match at the Bundesliga bottom side Nuremberg was halted twice as fans threw tennis balls onto the pitch as the league leaders dropped points in a 0-0 draw. The fans were protesting the Monday night kickoff, which had been abolished for the 2021-2022 season. Thoughts on Monday night kickoffs? Should we throw tennis balls in England or let it go on as con- as planned? Why tennis balls? Why, yeah, tennis balls is weird. Yeah, why tennis balls? I don't know. The story Has it been say. moved for tennis? Uh, was it just like bring your tennis ball to the stadium day? I don't know. I don't, it was specifically black tennis balls too, so it kind of looks like a bunch of lumps of coal on the pitch. I don't know if that's uh, intentional. Seems weirdly specific. Very specific. I don't know. No one likes Monday night kickoffs and Friday kickoffs. But Germans play like German to go to a Bundesliga game is like ten pound, and like they've got it so good, and they just need to stop bloody whinging. They're top of the league, clear, beating Bayern in the German league. They paid like four quid to get in, and they're still not happy. Like this is why no one likes Germany. <laughs> I don't want to go out on a Monday night. Yeah, we have work in the morning. <laughs> I do hate uh-huh. I do hate weekday kickoffs, especially over here. It's like such a hassle to like sneak out of work if you work till five or like. Yeah, yeah, of course it must be. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. Maybe they sympathise with Gareth Bale as well with sneaking out of dinner early. Maybe it's the same thing. Maybe he was throwing black tennis balls at him through a restaurant window. I don't know. <laughs> I want to go to bed. I mean, the problem, the main problem with Monday night football over here is just that the fixtures are always shit. They never, they so rarely have a good one. It's always fucking Wolves, Newcastle, or whatever. It's it's yeah, never like never anything good. Manchester United playing some like garbage team that can't even string two passes together. You know, something like that. Yeah. Oh, moving on. In this week's, most newspapers are garbage newspapers, and some of them are racist. The Sun posted a story saying Crystal Palace star Mamadou Sakho shows off his $250,000 Rolls Royce birthday present to himself. Can you fucking believe it? Buying How a car. dare he pay the money that he rightfully and legally earned to buy himself a car? How, how dare Shocking. he? It's outrageous. Can you believe it? There are pictures of him entering the dealership with his family. Oh, Has he disgusting. no decency, sir? Disgusting. You mean he dragged those children out? How, what? That is cruelty to children. I know. It's, it was made illegal under the Geneva Convention. I can't believe they're letting him get away with such behavior. <laughs> yeah, it's outrageous. He probably went in, paid for it, was polite. You know, maybe drove it out of the showroom. <laughs> probably. You know what? He probably even asked for a personalized number plate. Ugh. Ugh. What a bastard. What a and bastard. And if that's not bad enough... After sharing some birthday cake with his three children, cake, which has almost no nutritional value, I'll have you know. Cake. Fucking cake. One of his daughters tossed him the new keys. He let his daughter play with keys. They're made of sharp metal. Oh, what a scumbag. He's just given him a load of sugar. That's basically the same as an alcohol getting drunk. And if the child holds the keys, that child is technically in charge of the vehicle. This is an absolute bloody outrage. 
Disgrace. A disgrace to football. Phil Foden would never do that. I can tell you that for, for a fact. Phil no. Foden walks everywhere like a good young man with <laughs> sense on his shoulders. He's good to his mother and he gives to charity, probably. Excellent. Uh, and in our last bit of news, a um, bit of an awkward, delicate situation here. Cardiff City are seeking Premier League club's advice on escaping the £15 million transfer fee for Emiliano Sala. <sighs> it's awkward, gentlemen. Escaping. You... Which, which newspaper was this from, perchance? The Daily Mail. That explains <laughs> the kind of tone of the piece. Yeah. Yeah, it has been kind of going on for a bit, hasn't it? Both sides not kind of saying, you need to pay us the money, Cardiff going, we don't want to pay the money. I can definitely see both sides of it. Especially, like, for Cardiff, they are spending a record amount of money on someone that they obviously didn't end up getting, so that's a huge part of their budget. It's their all-time record signing. So I can see, like, the sort of trickiness there. But from the French side of it, like, they wouldn't have let him leave if he wasn't sold. Like, the moment he left, it's because he had been sold. They gave up their best player for money that they're presumably expecting to reinvest and now he's gone, and they don't have any money, and it's like, well, what the fuck? He, we wouldn't have let him go if it wasn't for the money. And so, like, yeah. obviously, this is a much, much, like, <clears throat> much bigger picture of it is, like, it's sad he died, all the tragedy and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, of course. And you get into, like, the business side of it, it's weird, but I definitely see both sides. I don't really know, like... Well, for me, I think it's pretty cut and dry. Like, either the deal was done or it wasn't. And if the deal's done, then they need to pay. And if... And this is, like, this is awful to talk about when you're talking about someone who's died yeah but if the deal was done then the french club need to be paid and cardiff should have insurance for this sort of thing not necessarily players dying or whatever but but like business insurance ought to cover that sort of thing if they're not covered enough it's it's their it's their problem it's a horrible horrible situation but for me either the deal was done or it isn't you pay them or you don't if the deal's not done it's it's pretty no, I agree with that. And, and I think the reason I brought up like which newspaper it is, is it is it could be exactly that. It could just be Cardiff asking about the insurance kind of element and that kind of thing. The Daily Mail, as those horrendous newspapers do, yeah. pick up on that and sensationalise it too. They're refusing to pay. You know, it's, it's yeah. obviously it's, it's a very awkward issue when, you know, it is. It's the crossing of, of the life of a man as well as, you know, the running of a business. Yeah. And exactly you said, the, the transaction kind of element. So it's always going to feel... Hard and, and muddy and whatever the, you know, hopefully... There's a I mean, I get it, because Cardiff are a low-down club, £15 million in the Premier League. £15 million is a lot of money, and obviously livelihoods are on the line and stuff, so I, I get it. Yes. But it just it strikes me, deal done or not, pay or don't, It's that that's as simple as it is, I think. Yeah, I agree with you, because as much as it sucks for Cardiff, like, again, presumably they should have some sort of insurance, and we don't know that they're not actually looking to pay. We don't know what kind of advice mm. they were asking for, like Chuck said. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even true. if it came down to like the worst case scenario of it where they don't have insurance and whatever, I still think like it's hard to say like the morally right thing to do because this is such a complicated situation. Yeah. But I, I think they have to give that money. Like, I, because I, I, from the French side of it, like they really wouldn't have let him go. Right. Yeah. So, like, that's a huge loss. And the reason he was even on that flight to begin with is because he had. Being yeah. sold, like it was, it was a done deal. He was sold, so like, yeah, absolutely. But it's horrible. It just sucks. So yeah, I, th- I think we're all kind of in agreement with here that it's like a tricky situation, but it kind of is what it is, and you you have to honor, you know, agreements that were made pre the tragedy. 
All right. Well, that'll do it for the news. Uh, so we can go straight to listener questions, right? Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. I think so. No. Nothing else happened. I want nope. to talk about the FA Cup. Oh, yeah. Chuck. Okay, fine. Chuck, let's take the happy side of it. Yeah, played Doncaster and won, didn't it? They're fucking in League One. Of course we should. Yay! Oh, come on. You said this could be a banana skin when it first popped up. I remember distinctly you were like, oh, it could be. Oh, oh could be. you know. Could be, but zero, zero kind of upsets in the whole fifth round. Um, and it was a shame because, like, watching the highlights back, they it's the first year that the fifth round will not go to a replay. Yes, so yeah. they they kept going on about it, going on about it, and in every game of the commentary. But then there were no draws, and it you know yeah. it was never needed <laughs> it anyway. <laughs> so it, it didn't matter. Um, yeah. And as well, there being no upsets, you know, Newport did well uh, for the first half, at least against Man City to yeah. hold off. Yeah. Uh, there are a few others that I saw. The Swansea Brentford game was a cracker. Bristol gave a really good account of himself. So. Kind of all across the cup, there was there was some great talking points, weren't there, Oscar? Wasn't yeah, there? yeah, lots to talk about. Um, I really think that the uh, Newport is really the story here. I think that we should focus on <laughs> how well they, you know, despite the Phil Foden double. Hey, only conceding four goals goals to Man City, like. Whichever incarnation <laughs> or competition you God play Man City it. in is pretty good. Well yeah. taken, sir. Well done. Well done. <laughs> no, I accidentally walked right into that one, which is great. <laughs> that feels good. But no, it was it was a fantastic performance uh, again from City, just just doing what City do. Um, and and after that, I I heard an incredible stat that since Christmas Day now, with with those four goals, Man City have scored fifty goals. In all competitions, Jesus Christ! Fifty goals in a month and a half, like. Well, and it's about to jump up a whole lot more when they play us. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, because there's the Caribou Cup, and then they've got Schalke as well. So I don't know. Yep. Whenever this pod comes out, however many goals City have scored <laughs> since that, you know, add fifty. Yeah, yeah our City have to be like overwhelming favorites for the FA Cup at this point, right? Like. Yeah. United yeah. are the only real team that like on paper can give them a run of any kind and as good as united have been like they're not at city's level at all no and united you know arguably out of the top teams have the hardest draw um because yeah. they're they're against wolves who have shown at molyneux at least they're, they're a really good match for the big sides you know you look at you look at the other fixtures you know man city have got swansea which should be easy for them brighton and millwall which is again a league mismatch but you know, Millwall with no mugs at home, and Palace Watford. Um, fingers crossed, we can repeat the last time we played them in the FA Cup and smash them. Yeah, Wembley. <laughs> so positive, so positive. This is amazing. I know, That's, it's horrendous. This does not end well for Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sad robot incoming. I'll just send him a quick gift of the Alan Pardew dance. He'll be all right. <laughs> Uh, Watford Palace does look like the most competitive, I think, fixture. As as much as like United Wolves could be a banana skin for United, they're clearly better than Wolves, who I believe are in twentieth place and getting relegated, if I'm not mistaken, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, nailed yeah, on. Yeah, 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 nailed on. Um, Watford Palace does look pretty evenly matched, even especially if both of them are like on their day. Um, so that could be a good fixture. Yeah, especially especially in recent memory, there's been some big games uh, between the clubs. So so yeah, when we when we got to the FA Cup final last time, whenever it was four years ago, um, beat Watford in the semi final. Uh, there's been a few big clashes of kind of you know the Watford mascot 
dive in uh, <laughs> when, when when we play against them. Um, Etienne Capoue trying to like destroy both of Zaha's ankles in like the third minute of a game. Troy Deeney actively saying that they're rotating fouls against players. You know, like there's 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 there'd be beef. They'd be like modern day beef forming. Uh, all right, cool. So that's the FA Cup. Let's, uh, no, let's... can't keep trying to do this. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get, we'll there. get there. I'm Don't just worry. excited. I'm just excited. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, like, what is there to say at this point? Uh, like, sure, I'm angry. I was angry on Monday. But, like, it's the same shit. Like, we're honestly a parody of ourselves. All of my friends on Twitter, and myself included, were tweeting at, like, fifty minute 55 being like, oh, Barkley's going to come on for Kovacic in five minutes. That'll really you know, mix things up, and it was at the 70th, not the 60th. I saw a tweet, and it, it seems to be deleted now, so I can't find it again, but since Christmas, every single match that Chelsea have played between the 60th and 70th minutes, I might have been like 59 to 71, but, you know, in that range, either Kovacic has come on for Barkley, or Barkley has come on for Kovacic. Every Mixing single match. So like, yeah, so, like, we tweet jokes about it, you know, I, I did the, like, Spongebob meme of, like, the uppercase, lowercase letters. I don't remember the name for that meme. Like, duty head almost, I guess. I don't know. Where it was like, oh, we need more time with the system. We need patience with the players. They have to learn to, uh, you know, react in difficult moments. And that's, like, the same bullshit. Like, it, on it, like, who's surprised? Who's surprised? Guess what the two goals were? Alonzo. <laughs> and Luis not being good yeah. enough to make up the difference. Like, both goals. Alonso either lost his runner or didn't track back fast enough, and they just had wide open. Like, fuck it. Like, who, you know, he hasn't been sacked. What a yeah. joke. I wonder. I mean, do you. I don't know. There's a possibility he gets sacked very soon, isn't there? I don't know. I don't it's an expensive know, game now. It's, you know, the amount of contract, contract length and players, and Chelsea had to get away from that because it, you know, it, it that stuff comes under like financial fair play, I'm sure. Yeah, financial fair play is a fucking joke, though. Like, look at what City and PSG are doing. They're just giving everyone the middle finger. Hey, 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 you leave Operation Longbow alone, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Using your own fact against you. Yeah. (laughs) Callback. Yeah. I can remember Um, that, you pomegranate. Isn't there some some lingering thing of a transfer ban hanging over Chelsea that might might happen? Uh, I don't remember that being a thing. Um, I do like I, I remember that happening a while ago. I don't know if that's still going on or when that was supposed to be. You just like triggered a very very deep recess of my memory of like oh yeah that's right I, I don't know but I don't it doesn't seem anyone's not talking about it going into this summer. Okay. Look like they're oh it's fucking sad how much we're turning into the New York Knicks. The Knicks just sold the only good player they've had in like the last fifteen years. Everyone was super excited. Other teams were actually jealous of us having him. This kid named Kristaps Porzingis. They traded him for a bunch of what you call in basketball expiring contracts, which means it's old guys who have like six months left who are going to go into free agency in the next, you know, at the end of the season. And the reason you do that is because in basketball, there's a salary cap. So you can only spend a certain amount on wages. And so if you get a bunch of expiring contracts, then when they expire, you now have a ton of money to play with to go out and sign some big name. And there are four very big free agents going on the market this summer. 
And so the Knicks sold their only good fucking player, the only one we like, because we're a garbage team and we do nothing. We almost set the record for most losses in a row recently at 19, and then we finally managed to win one, when it's not even in our best interest to win at this point, because the more we tank, the better we'll get of a lottery pick. Anyway, American sports. Mark. Their, their fucking rationale was like, oh, we're going to sign one of those four big guys this summer. And all of us, all Knicks fans were like, no, we're not. Like, who are you kidding? You don't, you don't have it together enough to execute that shit. No one's coming. You just sold the only player we like for nothing, for a poo-poo platter of old retiring players. Like, And it's the same shit at Chelsea. What? Who asked us the question before January that was like, what are the moves you want to see out of January? What are the moves you need to see at Chelsea? And I was oh, like, well, God. we need a fucking left back and we need a center back and we need like, and what? It's the same shit. Like it's, they didn't do it in January. They don't have a director of football. I don't trust them to get it done in the summer. Like, fuck it. Yeah, you know, I don't know. And there you go. That's, uh, if you want more of that, listen to last week's episode where uh, Oscar <laughs> yeah. goes on for about half an hour. There was a whole lot of that last week. That was a fun oh, one. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of nothing last week. There was a whole lot of pain. A whole yeah. lot of crying. Ah, we're a joke. Fuck it. Like, do they fire the manager? Do they sell all the players? Yes, on both accounts. Fire the manager sooner rather than later. You know what really pisses me off this week? Now I have to care about the fucking Europa League. <laughs> and the Carabao Cup. Yeah. And the Carabao Cup, sure. Carabao Cup. We're not going to get fourth, so like we have to win the Europa League now. To get into the Champions League for next year. You're not that far off of fourth, for fuck's sake. Yeah, but like, our, unless we fire him, they were just going to fall and fall and fall and fall down the table. There is a potential transfer ban looming. Apparently, FIFA investigating over a hundred of Chelsea's foreign uh, deals with foreign players under the age of 18. And it, it could be imminent that there's a transfer ban put on you. Cool. That's, that's the Telegraph uh, today, I think. Maybe that's why they're not signing any people. Maybe there's a, a hidden embargo or uh, they're actually going to start having to use those youth players. Well, yeah, one one source at the club has apparently said that that would be the best thing for them, the longer the better, because then they can use some of these players they've got. I know. Yeah. Poor Hudson Odoi has gotten 19 minutes since the window shut. They played him like three, four games in a row to convince him to stay. And now in a month... Since then, he's gotten 19 minutes total in all competitions. Like, we're a joke. We're just a joke. And fuck it. Like, what, I'm supposed to care now? It's sad when you've played less minutes than your shirt number. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like the ultimate kick in the balls. Uh, but yeah, we said before. We said before it that would that would be good for Chelsea. Are you? you, If you have a transfer ban, are you still allowed to sell players? You're just not allowed to buy them, right? Yeah. I would assume so, so. That's great. Sell Hazard, make a ton of money, raise youth, have a rebuilding year, and then transfer bans end, and then they can just go again. Burn it. You said yourself, burn it to the ground. Surely this transfer ban would actually be a, like a pretty good blessing in some ways. Yeah, I mean, I would watch a front three of... Come on, Oscar, I'm trying to give you hope here. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you tell me I'm watching a front three of Batshuayi, Pulisic, and Hudson Odoi next year, I'd take that. I would. I'd take that in a heartbeat. I'd be like, okay, that could be fun to watch. At least I don't go into the season expecting us to challenge. Just a rebuilding year. Like, it, a part of it is definitely managing expectations. In our heads, Chelsea fans are like, we should be challenging for the title every year. Because probably we should, but like realistically, we haven't made the Champions League two seasons now. We haven't been top four. We're not going to be top four this year. I, I don't. I give up on that. <laughs> so it's you know expectations reality. 
Ugh, now I gotta watch the Europa League though. Fucking goddamn it! <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Well, to be fair though, the Champions League isn't much more exciting because as we talk, you know, it's it's going on at the minute, and it's Liverpool, Bayern, and Leon, Barca, and both games are nil nil in like the fifty something minute. So no, Champions League's overrated, mate. <laughs> Boring, isn't it? Rubbish. Yeah. Are Arsenal still in the Europa League? Who knows? No. Yes, they got beat yes, by that terrible, terrible uh, Belarusian team. Oh, yeah, 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 Bate yeah. Borisov. That's right. <laughs> Fuck Arsenal. Bate hasn't played in like eight weeks. And they fucking <laughs> lost to him. Oh, God. I hope it's like us versus Arsenal in the Europa League final. Because we're both shit. And we're both in quote-unquote <laughs> rebuilding years. And somehow Arsenal's getting like cut all the slack in the world. But Chelsea's getting burned by everyone. Including you. Mostly Including you. Including me. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> like you can't initiate that. But but it is good that Arsenal just give you that emotional lifeline of beating a t- uh, of losing to a team that like haven't played in two months and like they built tractors or something. Yeah. At this point, <laughs> if we can just be not worse than Arsenal, I'd be like, all right, good enough. I'll take that. Fine. Like we're oh, level God. on points with them. They're, they're such crap. They're just as bad as us. But everyone's like, oh, what's wrong with Chelsea? And meanwhile, they're like, oh, well, Unai Emery needs two or three windows to settle in his club. I think it's just because, yeah, I think it's just because Emery's come in after Wenger. That's yeah, sort of, that's true. That, that's, that's true. It. I yeah. think that's, that's it. It's just that period of stability, new manager. Oh, we've got to give him chance. We've got to give him chance because we don't want to turn into Man United after Ferguson. But do you not think that's actually, in some ways, it's a bit easier because of because of the way Wenger was and those players were just so settled and just not really doing much. You know, Emery comes in and lights a fire under them and the fans and it gets them going. Whereas, you know, there's been, there's when has there ever been stability at Chelsea in, in the modern era, really? Like, they've never had a manager for longer than three seasons, right? But it's not usually been a problem. I think, it, and it's to the point where I completely discount that as like a thing that you should want. Yeah, yeah. That seems an out- antiquated idea to me. Like I don't yeah. think the modern game requires stability and one manager in charge for twenty five years. Well, that's why. Well, that is that exactly, and and it's shown by the fact that the the longest serving Premier League manager is now Eddie Howe, and like it's it's Bournemouth who have who have been promoted yeah. recently, and he's been their manager since League Two. So that's kind of the last thing for any club. I know Palace have have never you know it's very rare that we've had a manager more than a season we were laughing about Watford the other week that Javi Gracia has finally made it to 52 consecutive weeks <laughs> and therefore a right, year right, in the right. job um yeah. you know and Klopp's it's not just England either years. like no. you look at Bayern Munich haven't had a, the same manager for more than three seasons I think since in the last like 14 years or 15 years they haven't had a manager in place for more than three seasons uh, Real Madrid go through managers like they're nothing. Mourinho, yeah. Mourinho, I think, is the longest-serving manager at Madrid of the last decade, and he made it three seasons and out just like he always does. You know, Pep's never been anywhere for that long. You look at even Barcelona, like after Pep, Pep was there for a long time, but when he left, and then obviously that other manager got cancer, which was a whole extenuating circumstance kind of thing, but like mm. they don't have – that again, that idea of stability is like just – I think that's one of those like English football is trying to hold on to something that isn't really the reality anymore. Well, the paradigm shifted quite a while ago now, I think, and we got that European idea of director of football being the continuity, giving you the plan, and the right. the, the manager sort of disappeared and became head coach, didn't they? And that's I right. mean, yeah, we yeah. are accepting that 
now. now to a certain extent, but then people still go, oh, well, Mourinho signed the players that he wanted. It's like, no, he was playing under no, the record of football. They gave no, him defenders. Yeah, it's going yeah, to take a while probably for us to all forget that that's a thing. Cause, but, but now Ferguson's gone, now Wenger's gone, and we are all becoming... I mean, that you've said about Chelsea not having a director of football. I mean, is that... Is that the problem? Is is it lack of oh, direction absolutely. from yeah, the top? Yeah, we lack any kind of cohesive vision or direction for several windows now. We're just like grasping at straws, bringing in players. I mean, they actually did give Sarri a bunch of power because they brought in Jorginho for him. And they clearly brought in Iguain for him. So like, yeah. of the players at the top clubs, I think Sarri is one of the ones that has the most power at this point. Because even Klopp and Pep, like they just get them players, but they don't go out and demand specific ones. And like... Sorry is handpicking players for them to go bring him, as opposed to just like I need a left winger. Oh hey, go and we got find you Riyad Mahrez now, yeah. or like whatever. Right, that would be a right winger, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't. I think that's a that's like an antiquated idea. I think that you you bring in a guy that the modern manager needs to be flexible in tactics and be able to bring out the best. And I know, obviously, I'm saying this. From a very biased perspective recently, and I and take that with however many grains of salt you want. But it, to my mind, the modern manager it plays it like he's playing FIFA almost. Like he changes the formation and the tactics that bring out the best of the players he has. And he me- motivates, mm. or she, I'm not saying managers have to be he, whatever. Like they bring out the best out of their players. I think a good example of that being Emma Hayes, the Chelsea women's manager. She just She just takes what the players they give her and she fucking crushes it. Week in, week out. Yeah. And I think Pep builds a new system everywhere he goes to the players that he has to get the best out of them. And I think that that's like the perfect modern manager. And I and I think that that idea of like giving a manager full control is, is just really outdated. And I, I don't think it works. Yeah. Like, frankly, I don't think it works. Uh, to spin it around to something positive on the managerial front. So Ole Gunnar Solskjaer seemed to really tactically change like do do things that even Mourinho wouldn't have done like midway through the game like move what Pogba was doing and then it seemed to have an instant impact yeah put Mata at the tip of the sort of midfield diamond and he dealt with Jorginho and occasionally Louise and Rudiger like doing things during the match yeah that just like so so that's what we're talking about with what a manager yeah. what a manager is doing these days he can affect things on the field instantly that Sarri just isn't doing, but but Solskjaer was. No, and exactly. And Solskjaer kind of had to do that after, you know, Man United really had such a poor showing against PSG. You know, it was the first time, obviously, that he had lost in that job role. And they played crap. And, and they played, uh, played a, a PSG side that, you know, has got injuries, has had... Uh, young players deputising at the back, uh, right-backs playing yeah, out of position. Yeah, but they're still killing Mbappe. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, but, you know, Kylian Mbappe is one guy. You know, it's once you're at that elite level, one player shouldn't be making a difference against your team, if you see what I mean. That is not to take away from him at yeah, all. But, yeah, yeah, that's fair. You know, you, you should be able to mitigate that when you consider, yes, the youth of, of the PSG side. And, and that that is kind of where the, the kind of first kind of cracks uh, appear in the Solskjaer thing. And you wonder if if really it's it's just been that they've been getting by at the minute, blowing away a lot of... Uh, lower league teams not lower league but lower lower standing teams because <laughs> uh, they had that like incredible run didn't they where it was yeah. you know if they'd have had Mourinho they would have won those games and they wouldn't have been able to fire him but Solskjaer comes in does 10 or 11 in a row whatever it is and then so against Chelsea really really does have to change that tactically although 
you know, they all seem to know what Sari's system is. So, it's, you know, whether that is the actual yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I, I think the really damning thing from what I'm taking from what you guys are saying is that, like, at this point, everyone knows to play the diamond against this. Like, just play the 4-4-2 diamond. It'll shut down Jorginho. It'll shut down the whole team. Mm-hmm. And so that's what everyone does. They change their tactics to beat us because, like, there's such an obvious way to go about beating us. Yeah. And if Sari, if Sari was playing Chelsea with, like, you know, like a bizarre world where we're playing ourselves, he would not do a 4-4-2 diamond. He would stick stubbornly to his system, even though, like, the rest of the fucking league knows play the 4-4-2 diamond, and they're willing to change, and they're willing to do what they need to to win. Right? I mean, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Yeah. And we yeah, would no. lose. So. Also, on United, Ian, as you know, FPL, Marshall and Rashford, are they, like, injured or some shit now? Well, by the time this, because I'll get this out episode out on Thursday, we'll probably know a bit more. But um, originally, it was said there were going to be two or three, or certainly um, Marshall was going to be um, two or three weeks out. And uh, it looks like they might even be in contention uh, for the weekend now. So, yeah, not sure. We'll have to look at the press conferences and see. But uh, touch and go at the minute, I think. Oh, means I can do some work on my FPL team. Yeah. There we go. Do you want to hear something uh, fun about Peter as director of football? Yeah, uh, always. Please. Yeah, so uh, Barry Fry, who's Peterborough's director of football, sort of legendary. Uh, oh football. God, I forgot it was Barry Fry. <laughs> yeah, it's Barry Fry, but it's not anymore because he's resigned from the post after oh. he was fi- uh, charged and fined over betting irregularities. So irregularities. Yeah. So guess what he did? Basically, the club. If uh, uh well, he's gone now. But if Marriott was to finish League One's top scorer, the club would have needed to pay a £25,000 bonus to him. So Barry Fry decided to cover that by putting a 500 quid bet on it. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, he put a 500 quid each way bet, so he put a grand on it. So as if it did happen, then he'd win his bet and they could cover his bonus like that. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, and then he That's also so put £4,000 of club cash on Peterborough to go up to cover other player bonuses as well. So, yeah, what a <laughs> fucking moron. And Barry he's Fry, a legend of the game, yeah. a dinosaur of the How English football structure. How stupid you have to be? Uh, is he looking for a new job? You said he was the director of football, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not sure you'd want Barry Fry. He's 73 years old. I think, he's, I think that might have been his last job. He was great for us for a bit. <laughs> director yeah. of football, but, <laughs> yeah. Well, when he was manager, he was terrible, and then he they gave him a job upstairs. And when we had Fer- Darren Ferguson the the first time, he he was great because he just knows everyone in the game. So we got some great deals. But yeah, it, it, now we've got Darren Ferguson for his third stint as manager, and Barry Fry's gone. So fuck knows what's happening to Peterborough. But I thought you might enjoy that one. Poor poor Barry Fry. And so, as Barry Fry moves on, so must we. We're going to take a little quick break and then come back with some listener questions, which I think there might be a theme to this week. Stay tuned to find out. All right, everybody, welcome back to Miles Offside Podcast. We got uh, Ian here wants to tell you guys about a little something special. Straight in there, straight in. Yeah, we have got a new Patreon, Patreon, Patron, Patron, go French. Carmen Torres comes in at the stats robot level, and she gets 
all of our extra pod content, uh, my FPL nonsense, which I rambled on for a while. Yeah, I haven't listened to that one yet. No, you're not listened yet. Well, I'm going to listen. We're fully into blank and double chip theory. Ooh. Oh, I'm going for it. Um, oh, nice. Mm, yeah. Chips. Mm, chips. Mm, I love chips. <laughs> And I think that prompted Carmen, one of Carmen's questions later. But anyway, yeah, so if you want to be a patron of the podcast, then you can go on to patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod. And there's a few different levels of pledge that you can give us per month and you will get extra content all in a personalized RSS feed. So you can get everything all in one place. You don't need to have two separate podcast feeds. And uh, if you want to go crazy and go $30 a month, Chuck will send you a specially curated, uh, what was it, month supply of socks? Month supply of socks. I just want to buy one person. I think if one person signs up to that and completes the period, then everything we set out to achieve will be done, really. Uh, just retire just there, call it a day. I think we go out on a high. <laughs> Okay. Sorry. So just just to confirm, when you started this podcast, the ultimate goal was to be a sock salesman. Yeah. And to be honest, the fact that it's happened after about eight months just means that I'm about 14 years ahead of schedule. So I'm really <laughs> just full on in the unknown here, guys. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad we managed to fulfill your dream. That's, well, we're building really quite good. the international collection of patrons now, right? We got some in America, Spain, England. Yeah. Do we have one in Norway? Probably. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, huge in Norway. Huge. Bigger in France. France. Bigger yeah. in France. That is true. Yeah. That's because of the metric system. Yeah. It just looks like we're bigger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there we uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's get let's get on to some uh, listener questions <laughs> <laughs> to stop this nonsense. Alors, les enfants de patrie. There Ooh. you go. First line of the Marseillaise there. Oh, Welcome, France. beautiful. Another callback from you, Chuck. Didn't even have to look it up. Knowledge. So actually, so as I said, Carmen comes in with a question. Let's talk about chips. Um, do you like them with ketchup, mayo, chili, sweet and sour? What's your what's your sauce or dip of sweet choice? Sweet and sour. That's a weird. Sweet and sour was a weird one. Yeah. You, I mean, I'm I'm not averse to it. You know, uh, not against McDonald's it, no. sweet and sour. Get a McDonald's barbecue. McDonald's sweet and sour. Sour cue. Bang. Mix it. Nah, sweet and sour ketchup for me. Although I, I prefer sweet and sour for my triple captain, and then uh, ketchup for my all out attack. <laughs> <laughs> all, all out attack, attack doesn't exist Old anymore, school. man. You live in the now. I haven't paid attention to FPL this year, so um, <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't it last year either? Wasn't it last year? Either? Oh, okay, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> this Free is why chips. I don't do the FPL button. Um, do they have sweet and sour in American McDonald's? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I just couldn't remember ever seeing it when I was there. Uh, let's see, your standard sauces over here are going to be your barbecue, your sweet and sour, your ketchup, your uh, honey mustard, I'm sure, is probably one. Uh, yeah, I mean, not, none of this fucking mayonnaise nonsense that you Europeans love on your french fries or your chips, as you call them. Nothing wrong with mayonnaise. I can, I, I'm all on board with mayonnaise. Mayonnaise on Good. chips, on french fries? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Love mayonnaise. Yeah. Gross. Not, not like to the extent of, of say, like... The Dutch or whatever, where like mayonnaise yeah. is very much sort of an accompaniment as opposed to a dip. 
Okay, so explain what they just have more, what quantity? Loads. Right, okay. Loads, mayonnaise, always, always mayonnaise. It's more of a pudding with may- with French fries in it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like po- mayonnaise soup with potato Potatoes garnish instead of croutons, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it depends on everything. I like, I like sauce. Have you, have you ever gone to like a supermarket? And I like sauce. Like, yeah, mostly, mostly I just use chips as a as a vehicle to getting more Get sauce more into my sauce face. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I sometimes go down the aisles in the supermarket with like the you know where they have all the the wall of sauces and like the international ones and everything, and I just mm. think like, oh, I could have all of them. <laughs> like I think at the minute I have eight different hot sauces open in my fridge. Eight different hot sauces. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Didn't realize hot sauce was that popular over there. It's not. Chuck's clearly weird. Go on. No, I've got so uh, where me and Gina met and uh, the place where where we used to work, the band there, there was a, there was a guy. I'm going to give him a shout out on the pod as well because he deserves it. Fuck it, even if he's not listening. Maybe he is. Who knows? Um, this guy called Dean, and he recently, after a few years, created his own line of hot sauces called Dean of the Dead. Oh, and they're kind of okay. there's a cross between hot sauce and also horror films. So there's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Pariscoville Activity. And so it's like food plus puns plus hot sauce. And it's really good. Oh, that does sound delightful, actually. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Do they want to sponsor the pod? We'd be happy to talk about them every week. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to talk about the hot sauce. What's the deal with peri-peri sauce? Is that something you eat on fries or is that just for like... That's on Nan- that's from Nando's, right? Nando's, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it got made famous by Nando's. It's like a South African chili uh sauce and yeah yeah mostly with nando's yeah, I or, it was portuguese would that no, be good it's... on chips or yeah it's good on everything okay yeah. <laughs> it's All just right. good stuff and you can get perinase which is the hybrid then of peri peri <laughs> and mayonnaise everything's improved by mayonnaise yes yeah <laughs> well i'm a purist just ketchup for me although actually do you guys have disco fries disco fries so AKA cheese and gravy like poutine-ish cheese and gravy yeah yeah cheese and gravy oh yeah disco fries are the <laughs> yeah, to be fair, gravy just ah, oh. gravy on anything, man. Gravy and cheese oh. on everything. Yeah, it goes on everything. Gravy, cheese, bacon, anything. anything. On cereal, gravy, cheese, bacon, cereal. <laughs> Hell yeah, get that shit on my Weetabix, yo. Yeah, good morning. Mm-mm. Ian, where do you fall? You're a classicist with just a ketchup, or I I change depending on what I eat. To be honest. I like if I'm if I'm having fish fish and chips, then I'll have ketchup. Uh, if I'm eating chips but with like pizza or something, I'll either have barbecue or chili sauce, depending on. Yeah, but like garlic mayo, garlic mayo for the crust as well. What well, Oscar? What are you shaking your head at? Who eats fries with pizza and puts weird sauces on it? No, bad. What That's do you mean? not how American food goes. What's wrong with eating pizza? Right, first of all, pizza is not American. <laughs> it is actually they no. have flatbreads oh, with cheese on it in italy but pizza in the modern form was invented in new york city at the turn of the century Shut in 19 or two and second of all if you want to put more food with another food there's nothing wrong with that it's like going to a buffet where there's a little bit of everything you might want you know yeah i'm not talking about wings. putting chips on the pizza Oh, okay. I misunderstood that. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, you thought? Oh my god! Oh, no, like, yeah. this side... isn't this isn't Billy Madison where he's eating like French fry and Oreo pizza. Like... When I was in Scotland, on the that, menu, that, Scotland is a different thing. That we yeah. went to an American <laughs> diner just to see what it would look like. Oh in god, Scotland. I bet that was awful. And one of the things on the menu was pizza with chili. 
Oh, as in like uh, like ground chili, like um, yeah, like meat chili, like the saucy oh, beef, okay. spicy yeah. thing. Yeah, no, that's not a thing. And I was I like, mean... chili is American, pizza is American, sure, but you don't eat them together. The fuck Chili's is wrong with you? American pizzas, American for fuck. Scotland sake. have got a bit of a reputation of being a bit odd with their food, so don't. I like Scottish food. It's just their their idea anything. of American food was appalling to me. Yeah, those don't yeah. go together at all. No, I can understand that. No, I wasn't talking about... I'm just talking about, like, you know, chips as a side. I'm just... Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If I'm having pizza, then I'll have, like, barbecue or chilli sauce to, like, dip crusts and chips in. You know, whatever. Uh, if I was having just chips on their own, I probably would have mayonnaise. Love a bit of mayo. But, yeah, I, I, so I move around. Move around. So Versatile. Versatile. That's always exactly. the thing. It, I, I grab, like, four or five bottles of sauce. Away you go, in the middle of the table. Crack on. Do you dip or do you, like, pour? Because that's controversial over here. Like, there are some people who just put the ketchup right on the fries and then eat them with a fork. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's for the uncouth. No. That is just the uneducated, <laughs> yeah, I need to have the full control the, over sauce-to-chip ratio. The, yeah, yeah, absolutely, Ian. Absolutely. Sometimes yeah. you might just want a little bit. Sometimes you might want a bit. And the thing is, what happens yeah. once you get out of the top layer of fries? Ketchup's gone. Well, that's why you got to cut to the bottom. It's like cake. You don't just eat the frosting on top. If I'm eating, if it's just me, if I know I'm not sharing, I'd say 50% of the time or so, I'll pour the ketchup right on there. The other 50% I dip. You're wrong in the head. <laughs> it depends what I'm in the mood for. But if it, uh, if you're sharing and you pour it on, that's just rude. But Why are you sharing just, food? Sometimes you share french fries with like friends. That, when you have friends, Chuck, sometimes you share things with them. <laughs> and um, because you do things together. Meep mop does not compute. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question. All right. Well, Adam P and Dave Matteo here both came in with very similar questions. So we'll sort of do them together. Adam P asked, what's your most student, in quotations, meal? And uh, Dave uh, Matteo, who's uh, recently got accepted onto his master's degree that he wanted, has said, any good cheap recipes for a student? So you got any specific <laughs> dirt cheap student recipes? Um... Do you want me to kick off while you have a little think? Because I've got I've got a couple. Like my my absolute basic used to be um, egg and chips, but then I'd do a chili sauce, which was just like half a tin of chopped tomatoes, and then as much chili powder as I could take in that in that <laughs> sort of thing. So I'd just have egg and chips and like this homemade chili sauce, which was just tomatoes and chili, nothing else. Uh, that used to get me through quite a few horribly cheap meals. Um, my wife, actually, because I, I asked Kel about this, and she reminded me that um, she used to come up and visit me when I was at uni uh, every other weekend. And, like, she reminded me that of something that I thought was the height of sophistication. So I'd, when she came up occasionally, I'd say, oh, I'm going to do a chicken in white wine sauce tonight. Now, that consisted of a chicken breast that I'd grill or whatever, then dump, like, a tub of double cream in a pan, chuck some wine in it, Maybe show it some tarragon if I was feeling flush that month. <laughs> and like basically drown that in that sauce, then do tinned potatoes and some tinned peas. And that was how I'd treat her when she came up. And she married you anyway. And and still to this day, they enjoy chicken and white wine every other weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every other weekend. I still get the tin of potatoes, love. <laughs> It's not good. Kel, sit down. (laughs) I'm cooking tonight. 
I'm making chicken in white wine tonight, babe. <laughs> I mean, and she we... falls in love with you all over again. Yeah, exactly. Rekindle the magic, Ian. Rekindle that yeah. magic. Yeah, and it, you know, and then we'd have some bourbon biscuits. It'd be the most basic bitch dinner. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, similarly depressing chicken dish that I used to go through a lot in college was. Um, do you guys have those like microwave and or toaster oven chicken patties over there? That's just like really processed chicken meat that they shape into like a burger shaped patty. Microwave maybe not so much. Yeah, toaster, is it like yeah. breaded? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah sure, yeah. like a. Yeah, like a shit like turkey a burger. Like a shitty burger. Yeah, like. it's just chicken breast, but like breaded, and you can yeah, heat yeah. it up in the microwave. I used to do. Schnitzel. Not yeah. schnitzel, schnitzel. <laughs> sure. Um, I used to do two of those, and then just put a bunch of ketchup in between and call it a ketchup sandwich on chicken. Wow. <laughs> oh, nice. And just like, just walk around with like two chicken patties stacked on top of each other with ketchup oozing out the sides and just, just eat it like nice. as a meal, just that by itself. Um, if we're going for proper basic bitch horrendous snacks, then um, just getting tortilla wraps and sauce to link back oh to sauce. <laughs> just, I can't be bothered to make anything. I'm just going to put this sauce on a tortilla wrap. And yeah, Jesus it's the same idea, Christ. except you're having tortilla instead of chicken. But it's just like I don't know. St- just put some sauce between two things and call it a meal. What, what, what is it about living like with not a lot of money or whatever when you're young and just thinking? That'll do. I mean, like, that'll do. That'll know. sustain me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I had a mate who did a meal once, and like he couldn't he couldn't understand why I was baffled. But he was having uh, chips and noodles, like dry noodles and <laughs> chips. And I was like, that is just carbs. I was like, what What are you doing? You're not going to be able to shit for a week. And he just couldn't seem to get his head around the fact that that wasn't an acceptable. Is it meal. Oh, bad wait, to just dry, eat carbs? dry noodles as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, not just eat, noodles like, and chips. Because I, I was going to say, another thing is like often the, the the thing that comes out of student meals is kind of pot noodle or like super noodles or something. Yeah, some yeah, sort yeah. Of instant yeah, yeah, noodle, yeah, same thing right? over here. Like, oh, yeah, obviously in America they call it instant ramen to make it sound like more sophisticated <laughs> than it is. And Yeah, you still get seven of them for a dollar though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's obviously what like UK students and American students obviously make up and eat, but... My friend told me that in like Japan and China, like the students there, their lazy snack is they don't even boil the the noodles or anything. They literally just open the packet and eat it. Just eat it. So it's just everything gets taken back a step. Well, because what it does is it blocks up your entire digestive system so you get twice as many nutrients out of it because (laughs) it's there for longer. It takes you so long to break it down, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no nutritional value in any of those noodles. No, Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I, I lived for a long time on those bad boys. One time in oh. college, I ate nothing but peanuts for two days, and then I <laughs> got real sick. Yeah, do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't Salted great. peanuts as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a can of like uh, planters. Do you guys have planters over there or whatever the brand is? Yeah, I know peanuts. what it is. It's like the, the yellow and blue. Yeah, tins, the peanut with right? the monocle the, and the, the peanut, top yeah. hat in a British accent because he's fancy. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Peanut. Mr. Peanut. Yeah, yeah. I just ate peanuts for two days straight and then I was like, I don't feel good. I think I should probably eat something else. <laughs> but like I didn't genuinely didn't think about like that's a bad idea because I was 17 and dumb. So like I was like, yeah, oh, peanuts, they're delicious. So just keep eating Sodium. This. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah. Having a shower and no water's getting down the plug hole because you're just absorbing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your body's that dehydrate. Yeah. yeah. Still the water's just osmosing into you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So don't do peanuts. Yes, do chicken with ketchup. That's my advice. <laughs> 
I was also reminded of I had like a student cookbook thing. And one of the things was like, you know, oh, try and get like cheap, cheap cuts of meat. Um, you know, because they'll they'll be much better, and if you just cook them a long time, they'll be fine. And yeah, Kel reminded me today that I had um, more than more than one occasion bought lamb's neck, oh. lamb's neck, <laughs> lamb's neck fillet, and it was like fifty p of that. I mean, this was a good few years ago, obviously, but like fifty p of that would serve too, and it'd be like, yeah, I'm cooking again tonight. Don't you worry, <laughs> getting up a lamb's neck curry. <laughs> Fucking great. Yeah. Oh. He'd make a red wine sauce for that, which is what he'd do is, is he'd get a cheap <laughs> bottle of red wine and a tub of double cream. <laughs> <laughs> double cream also featured in the, um, I think it was like one of our really early episodes where we talked about a steak, how to cook a steak. And double cream yeah. featured heavily in my sauce then. <laughs> yeah, we started off way too high class, didn't we? It's, yeah. I'm sensing a trend here. I was going to say, if I die of a heart attack, no one's going to be surprised, are they? Nope. Um, spaghetti hoops and sausages from a tin. Oh, grim! Without yeah. even heating it up. Oh, mate. <laughs> oh, you're right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My guts are rotten. <laughs> Jesus, oh, that sounds awful. Like that full, full English breakfast in a in a tin. Oh, oh. Well, we got a tweet about <laughs> oh, that. Here we, we go. We here had we go. this. Oh my God, Oscar's horrendous full English breakfast. It was oh. pretty good. No, I liked no, it. it wasn't okay. pretty good. No, I can imagine, no. but he, but he can't he can't get his hands on one properly. I mean that. He... Then why why do it? Why <laughs> why bother then? You're just cheating yourself because the whole time you're like it's not the same. It's not the same. Now nah, it's been so long I can't remember. So exactly, it's good yeah. enough. It had the eggs. It had the grilled tomatoes. It had the you know meats. Your breakfast meats. It had toast. It looked like someone had run over it. Yeah, a little oh, bit. And I had did the you beans. See that, um, sorry to interrupt. Did you see that um, on Facebook, that rate my plate thing? Um, there was someone had posted, it was like last week, someone had posted a picture of a fry up that was like four fried eggs that had all sort of gone together, like a shitload of, of bacon and um, beans. And that was it. And the comments on it were just fucking legendary. Like it was because someone called Carol had posted it. So then all the comments afterwards was just, well, how did you cook those eggs, Carol, in a fucking tumble dryer? <laughs> like, where did you cook that bacon between your ass cheeks? Because <laughs> it barely looked done. <laughs> it was fucking brilliant. It's worth a look if you can find it because the comments are just absolutely Rate brilliant. Plate. Nice. Gordon Ramsay does a similar thing. Like you can tweet him your food. And, and like on certain evenings, I could do it for a while. And it's just him insulting people's home cooking. But yeah, um, and and that that did lead to um, Gina, I believe, tweeting, wasn't it, that uh, the full English breakfast in a can, which uh, yes, she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to eat the that on toast. Used oh. to eat it on toast after going to the gym when I was sixteen. <laughs> I love that. Oh, love that. <laughs> me, and, me and my mates, the two other mates, like we're sixteen. We don't really have jobs. We like don't have much money, and so we're like, right, what can we get? So between three of us, I think we'd buy like four or maybe five tins of like full English breakfast <laughs> and a loaf of bread, and then go back to his house and cook it. But obviously, you're not going to do them separately, so you just mash it all into one <laughs> massive, massive saucepan after the gym. <laughs> Yeah, after the gym, but then obviously you wanna you wanna make it fair. So then you sit there going like, right, one sausage for you and one sausage. For you. Jesus. Oh God, just a vat Ugh. of full English breakfast. I'd eat it. I'd take it at this point. 
Back in the days when I used to go to the gym, not just to go to the bar and wait for my wife to come out of the gym, um, I would, uh, so I, this is when I was about 17, I'd go to the gym and then there was a sandwich bar on the way back to where I'd catch the bus back to sixth form. And uh, yeah, I'd go to the gym, I'd go to this sandwich bar and they used to do, a, like it was a place called Swivels and they did this Swivels roll and it was just like a like a nearly 12 inch diameter roll that they just chucked everything you'd have in a full English in there. And mm. then I'd get them to wrap it up and I'd take it back to sixth form and just destroy this like three, four sausages. Four. It was, yeah, like they'd, I know, yeah, chucked A 12 inch roll? It wasn't, As in like a no, bread roll? No, it wasn't roll. quite, but it wasn't far off that. Like it was massive. Like I had to sort of cut it into twos or fours for you to even eat it. Like, yeah. It was yeah. fucking insane. But like, yeah, it was like, what's the logic of doing that after the gym? But I, yeah, I did exactly the same thing. Just Carbs. Like, just like, uh, cover your body, hit, lost a bunch of energy. So you're just trying to make it back. <laughs> It doesn't seem that like right, the right way to do it. There's a place here that is, um, it's called Cherry Valley. It's in Queens, New York, under the White Stone Bridge, if you're ever hanging out. Uh, Cherry Valley Deli. They have these absurd, amazing, giant, disgusting sandwiches that are the best thing you could ever eat in your life. <laughs> My favorite one is called The Beast, capital T, capital B. Here we go. Here we go. And it's got breaded chicken cutlet. Season fantastic, really good quality and then chicken. Another one and ketchup in between. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that, that's and it's it. Oscar's Deli. He owns it. No, it's got the chicken. It's got cheese. It's got onion rings and French fries and gravy and bacon on a foot long garlic hero. Oh my god! Hold on one second. Now I'm not against that idea whatsoever because stuff in bread, a okay. But I believe you criticised Ian earlier yeah. for believing yeah. he put fries on a pizza, but you're okay with eating fries in a sandwich. Yeah, definitely. Those are very different <laughs> from each other. How is it different? It's bread and sauce and cheese. Well, because sandwiches always come with french fries on the side, so you're just kind of like combining them as if you took two bites. Pizza never. Pizza just comes as pizza. You have to like go out of your way to get french fries also. There's a lot of flavours going on in that sandwich, though, Oscar. There's a lot of flavours. Oh, it's real good. It's real good. It's like disco fries plus a chicken sandwich and bacon and onion like rings all together. And gravy and cheese. Oh, and it's all the flavors. I'm, I'm all, the good all ones. in. You're fully yeah. all in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I want a sandwich. Adam P had a suggestion, which um, he thought I would disapprove of. So I'll, I'll get your opinions first. His most student meal was... Instant mash and gravy granules mixed in a measuring jug. Now. <laughs> well done, sir. I mean, that is just, you, you know you need to rehydrate the gravy. You know you need to get the mash. Why mm-hmm. do it in two vessels? That, I, I'm done. That's Chuck it. I'm out. Saluting. Take yeah. my place on the pod. You Can win. we <laughs> put it between two things and then call it a day? Can you have a mashed potato sandwich? I mean, where there's a will, there's a way, right? <laughs> Just give me two pieces of chicken, I'll make it happen. I think I think the weirdest sandwich I've ever heard of is what's called a Wigan kebab, and that's when you take a pie and you put it in between <laughs> bread. Of course you take a pie. And eat it. <laughs> it's also called a pie balm for some of the northerners. Obviously, and yeah, yeah, you just... You just take a, a, and Oscar, you look a bit confused. Just like a standard meat pie, like a yep. like a standard size, whatever, and then just put two slices of bre- buttered bread either side, <laughs> and then you eat that. Yeah, that sounds good. Yep. Would eat. Yeah, 
<laughs> you can get um you can get a burger with a grilled cheese inside of it. You can also get a grilled cheese with a burger inside of it over here. Um, KFC. Actually, I should sh- I should fucking sue KFC because the like, double down. It's the, the double, double down. down after <laughs> two years after my chicken sandwich that I was walking around eating, all of a sudden the double down comes out, <laughs> and it's just chicken with two bread patties as the sandwich as the bread. <laughs> coincidence? No. 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 Not a. But you could also. I'd have really appreciated Adam P if he'd have got like because you can get like dehydrated cheese powder as well, and so if he'd have put some of that in there, that would have just been. Oh my god! For Jesus, me. see, he he very much thought I'd disapprove of that, and he said, "And I, I fear we'll never be palate pals," which I enjoyed as a phrase. But um, I like that people assume you've got this really sophisticated high end. Well, this is it. This is it. Where, where has this come from? So I really genuinely love this idea, but like only if the mash, the instant mash, which I used to love when I was a kid, absolutely love that. There's nothing not to like about gravy. If you mix, you've got to mix the granules first before adding the water, like fully mix them. And then when I when you add the water, I'm imagining like a sort of superhero sort of uh, film sequence where the camera goes in and you see loads of like atomic energy going between the uh, mash and the gravy. <laughs> <laughs> like it creates this sort of like super Fusion. soup that you can sort of, sort of thick mash and gravy soup. And I'd eat the fuck out of that. Yeah, and then you drink it and you just go, Bisto smash! <laughs> Bisto smash! And turn into the Incredible Bulk. <laughs> exactly. Incredible exactly. Bulk. Nice. That's it. So I'm I'm in on it. I'm in. Speaking of KSC Disgusting Foods, they had something really similar over here too. They just had like mashed potatoes with corn and chicken bits. And um, I think like bits of wedges too. Bits of like, yeah, it was mashed potatoes with more potatoes as fried ones. And then corn and chicken bits in it, and you just ate it with a spoon. And I called they called it like a might as well have been called the slop bowl. It was fucking disgusting. <laughs> and it had a gravy in it. Jeez. Yeah, that I would have bought that. <laughs> Ian, of course you're gonna look good by comparison. <laughs> like you're, you're with me and Chuck, so Yeah, we will literally yeah. eat fucking anything. Yeah, maybe that is it. Okay, and that I mean that concludes our food food portion of the questions. I don't know why. That sort of naturally happened this week. They just we just got a lot of food questions, but Adam P has got football ones. If you want football ones, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just just on the side topic, I think that you know it's possible. The reason we keep getting food questions is that we keep asking for questions around lunchtime. That is possibly true. I wonder why we do Maybe that. People are hungry. Yeah. Maybe we're hungry. Yeah. I'm always hungry. I'm always hungry. Yeah. Um, but Adam P asks. Um, what do you think Mike Dean will do when he retires? Become best friends with us. Oh, that'd be amazing. That's what I want. Yeah. VAR correspondent. Oh, God, could you imagine if he got like that? That No, change my mind. That's what I want. That's what I want. I want Mike Dean to be the person that they go to. Like, it, it's like Chris Kamara on Soccer Saturday that they just go to Mike <laughs> Dean with VAR and he, and he just like blow a whistle and point and go, Doo! not a penalty. I want it to become a massive fast joke. Can we give him little yellow and red cards? Not the full size, not even the real size ones, just like miniature ones. And he's like, yeah, yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Just at the TV. Yeah, just at the TV. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Adam P suggests that he could do like a football, uh, football chat show, like a football version of Graham Norton. I mean, he'd fucking love that, wouldn't he? That's a, he's living for fame, isn't he, Mike Dean? I mean, I, I see him going on like reality shows as a contestant himself. Like, 
you know, I'm a celebrity chef. Get me out of here. Put me in a big brother house or get you know, me, whatever the show get is. Get me in an island of love. and <laughs> oh, God, Love Island. Mike Dean on Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. Yeah, I would watch I'd, the fuck I'd, out I'd of that. I feel like people would pay good money for that. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe, like, you know, he could just appear in some sort of terrible game show, like the former Premier League referee Uriah Rennie did with that, uh, oh, what was it called? Freeze Out. There was a TV show that ran for a little while where it was like Mark Durden Smith presented it. Now, we're really losing Oscar here. It was a game show where they could do, like, curling. And and Uriah Rennie was like the ice ref or something that would decide things. It's I oh think you lost God. Ian here too. I don't know. Yeah, I'm fully. I'm out. I have no idea what you're on about. Yeah. Well, anyway, maybe some obscure game show that no one's ever heard of. Takeshi's Castle. He could he could be on Takeshi. Bring back Takeshi's Castle. Oh, and Mike Dean good, actually, polices yeah. it somehow. Is that the same as um? Is it like people doing Japanese contestant type stuff in like ridiculous? Yeah. Situations yeah, like yeah. a giant ball chasing them, or they're running yeah, through yeah, yeah, yeah. doors, and yeah, yeah. Over here, we call it most extreme elimination challenge, <laughs> which like is such an American sounding name. As I'm saying it, I hear that. Well, well, it's like an American idea of what a Japanese game show would be called. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Most extreme elimination challenge. The best thing about Takeshi's Castle here was well, the original series because they brought it back with Bellend's voicing over. But anyway. The original series was like... Which Bellends? Name the Bellends. So there's been um, uh, Roman Kemp and his dad, um, Martin Kemp from Spandau Ballet. It, oh. Bizarre. Like, uh, I think Weird. Jonathan Ross did one. Uh, I think It's all very odd. But the original series was like Craig Charles voicing it over. And he clearly had no fucking clue what was going on. I think the, the idea was that they don't brief him. So he yeah. has no clue what's going on. So it was like, so I think they're, they're running and, and they've got to get there but at the end before the ball thing at the top. Uh, it was just, he had yeah, no I clue. Think, I genuinely think that I've heard something where that was the case, that yeah. they got him in. Didn't He didn't know the premise. He yeah. just had to sit there and commentate. And then they just snipped bits out and yeah. made it a TV show and put it yeah, together. Yeah, just showed it's in fantastic. this raw footage, no explanation. Talk about um, a bizarre work day. <laughs> Hi, honey, yeah. how was work? Uh, some guy was getting chased by a giant ball, ball I think, <laughs> and then he was running around on rocks, but some of them sank, and it seems like he really hurt himself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was really, it was like Ninja Warrior before its time, yeah. really. Yeah. If you think about it, that's just what yeah. it's turned into now, that they've just put all this stuff together. Yeah. And there's not just some humongous guy that is then wearing like really tight wire fronts just slapping someone in the face with a handful of mud <laughs> that's kind of what ninja warrior is yeah. missing did you guys have burnout over there also or not burnout uh, what was it called wipeout wipeout yeah yeah, yeah. wipeout wipeout yeah yeah it, this is the this is the thing that was uh, filmed in argentina because it wouldn't get through health and safety here <laughs> yeah ours was just filmed in california well, no, yeah yeah they they yeah they they i remember that that was so good yeah that's 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 the kind of english version of takeshi's castle yeah sort of yeah pretty much but they, they it was so many people falling off stuff and into water and from high places or whatever it was like no yep. you can't do it here so they just flew them out no. to argentina and did it there that's so funny no we just had it in california here and it was always like regular people not athletic people just doing accidental backflips off the giant rubber balls. Like you're like, oh, he definitely broke his neck. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Love it. Yeah. 
Good stuff. Yeah, so Mike Dean on that. There you yeah, go. Bring it back. Well bring it back. Wipeout. Yeah, Mike Dean on Total Wipeout, whatever it was. Brilliant. Uh, Adam P asks as well, if you could live with a Premier League footballer, who would it be and why? Marcus Alonso, so I could teach him how to defend. <laughs> you could show him videos of how to I defend. I think you could teach him a few things, yeah. Uh, just, just, Or just like, get in the cupboard. No, you've been bad. No, you're not coming out. Do you want to fritz or Marcus Alonso? No. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> I was oh. more thinking of a Harry Potter situation, but you nearly made me spit over the mic I borrowed from work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <dude. laughs> fritz. Oh dear. Jeez. Oh, there we go. That's that question done. Yeah, I can't believe you said that, Oscar. Yeah, Oscar. Uh, God. You're disgusting. I said what uh, I said. Filthy man. Standing by Chuck's, Chuck's comment. It is what it is. At this yeah. point, it's too late now. Yeah. We can't go it's back. A fair shout. Needs must. And then he, he asks at the end there. Um, who are your celebrity man crushes? I mean, based on last week, I think we can say yours is Zac Efron, Oscar. Yeah, he doesn't even crack my top ten, to be honest, but sure. Oh, you just want to see his dick? I just... Well, you cut that part <laughs> out! <laughs> no, it still said on a podcast that you wanted to see his dick. Yeah, sure. I cut out when it, it got particularly graphic. No, I believe what I said was he must have a beautiful dick. Not, <laughs> I want to see his dick. And Those then, are two no, different and sentences. Then you, I want to see his dick. <laughs> uh... Zach Efron, show me your dick. <laughs> um, you know who I'm disproportionately obsessed with? Like, there's just a lot of like very attractive men that I'm like, you're cool. I would want to hang out with you. But one that I'm disproportionately obsessed with is uh, the lead singer of Queens of the Stone Age. Oh yeah, Josh Homme. Yeah, yeah. I think he's like the coolest person ever, and I'm weirdly obsessed with him. And my wife makes fun of me, and my brother makes fun of me all the time. When he speaks, he sounds weirdly camp. Like when I've heard him in interviews and stuff, I've been like, that's not his voice. Like, I've never heard him speak, actually. Have you not? Seek it out. He sounds strangely camp. Yeah, it, it does seem a bit put on, but I, I but I don't think it is. Yeah. You know who he gives me vibes is like old timey badass, like um like Rebel Without a Cause kind of mm. you know James Dean yeah, vibes yeah, yeah. or Elvis. He's he's a very man out of time. Yeah, and he genuinely does do whatever the fuck he wants. Like he yeah. really mm-hmm. does. And the way he plays guitar is like very sexual. Yeah. <laughs> like he I don't know I don't know how it works he, I, I, that man is uh, confusing to me <laughs> he's a confusing individual yeah what about you Chuck I don't know I've seen Jude Law in person and that was a moment where you're like oh shit like A you're famous and B like yes you are a very handsome man and then five minutes later you're sucking his dick in a bathroom I made him milkshakes <laughs> actually made him milkshakes there you go lovely there you he go. was with his kids and then I don't know Brian Reynolds is amazing. He is. He's a good-looking he guy, he's really and he's good really funny, and really charming. <laughs> and that also reminds me again that my girlfriend told me the other day that she had a dream um, that that Brian Reynolds was like chatting her up and stuff. And uh, she told me, "But don't worry, I rejected him, and I called her an idiot." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very foolhardy. What about you, Ian? I'm trying to think. I Noah. Sorry. Noah, one of your man crushes. Uh, Noah? Methuselah. Oh, I I see. An ancient individual. I see. There we go. No, yes. He's really partial to Pericles. (laughs) He heard he puts out. He loves Moses. 
<laughs> the way he parted them that Red Sea. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Classic Greek hero testicles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a shame. <laughs> you've you've let yourself down there. Um, <laughs> I don't know, really. Um, I did. I did when I worked at Sky. I did walk past um, David Beckham once, and he smelled amazing. He did smell really good. Um, I've heard from someone else that he smells amazing. Yeah. Well, I didn't even walk that close to him, but got a waft. <laughs> got a waft. <laughs> yeah, got enough. a waft. Yeah. Well, what about Idris Elba? Does he he do it for you, Ian? Um, He's got a good voice. He has got a good voice. He's got a, really, have a really good, good voice. voice. Yeah. yeah. And he is a handsome man. Yeah. Yeah, I could be persuaded. Yeah. Right, so if you want to ask us a question, then you can get us on Twitter at Miles Offside Pod, on Facebook, Miles Offside, or you can email us, milesoffsidepod at gmail.com. Um, but shall we run through the fixtures this weekend? Yeah. Let's do it. Premier Let's League's do back. It. Do it, do it. Oh, Bit Premier of a League. cheeky kickoff this Friday. We got Cardiff versus Watford and West Ham versus Fulham on the Friday night. Oh, uh, what? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Two Friday night games. Yep. So yeah. what? Cardiff, Watford, West Ham. One of those is going to be on telly. Yeah. But yeah. why? Why? That's such a pair of garbage. Okay, you're forced to watch one of the two. Which one do you watch? West Ham, Fulham. West Ham, Fulham. All right, well, let's just power through to the Saturday fixtures. At uh, 7.30 a.m., we got Burnley Spurs. Then the 10 o'clock kickoffs. There's only two of them this week. Because we got Bournemouth Wolves and Newcastle Huddersfield. And then the late kickoff, Leicester versus Palace. Are any of those matches going to be any good at all? Big game. What? That's a big game for Palace. Leicester Palace, yeah. Yeah, that's where we make our way in this world. Get up the table. Get Perel sacked. Leicester have been very up and down. I mean, yeah. Anything I know. can happen that game. Oh, uh, no, and I really hope they're down for this one because Palace mm. need, like, Batshuayi needs to get a goal and get off the ground running. And, yeah, yeah, we just need a win. Let's get a win. That'd be nice. But, yeah, the other fixtures, yeah, it's yeah, all garbage. It's a bad Saturday as well, isn't it? That's a bad Newcastle Huddersfield. Ugh. <laughs> but they did the sensible thing of putting that game at a time that most people can't watch it here because you, you don't want to see that. No. That's got, like, no. minus one, minus one written all over it. <laughs> Negative goals. Two on goals and four red cards. Yeah. At least Sunday picks up a, a tad. But again, both games are at the same time. I'm very confused. Yeah, well, so the only like standout fixture is United Liverpool of this weekend. And then I guess non Premier League, we got the final between City and Chelsea. But we all know how that's going to go, so it's not worth bringing up. Oh, the uh, United Cup. Liverpool. Of course, the Caribou Cup is this weekend. Yes, that's why yeah. it's so good. Yeah, weird. yeah, yeah. So trophy, trophy for Sarri, and then he doesn't get fired. Yeah, that. Yeah, that, oh, that oh would my be perfect, god, yeah, it? that could happen. I mean, it won't. Yeah. It could happen. No, thank you. Please, you imagine trying to celebrate a trophy in this fucking environment. Like, if they do win, off chance they do win, there's no way the players are like jumping around, being like, "Hey, we're happy, yeah. we're happy." That Everyone's would be miserable. interesting to see. Yeah, but United Liverpool. Do we think the United train keeps on rolling, or do we think Liverpool can... Uh, this is their game in hand, right? So they need that win. Yeah, and it's and it's weird that Man United have such... you Because know, there's a big rivalry there between United and Liverpool, but then also it's if United 
win, then it's doing a favour to City. And so it's whatever happens now, United are in this this kind of limbo um, of, of which one do the United fans prefer? God, I just hope, I actually, I find it so bad that I'm hoping for United to win. <laughs> well, and they can't afford to drop points either, too, because they're in that very much in that race for fourth with Arsenal and Chelsea. Now, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's a must-win for both teams. Um, I guess I'm rooting for Liverpool because the off slight off chance that Chelsea can fight for fourth, everything needs to fall in our favor. Um, plus, that'll make the the title race a lot more interesting. So that'll be fun, more fun for everybody, as if Liverpool win and United lose, so that it's tight in fourth and it's tight for first. No, because no one cares about fourth place apart from you. Um, <laughs> you've, t- I told you, you've turned into an Arsenal fan. Um, that we care. <laughs> we, me and Ian care about the top of the table and the bottom of the table. That's what we care about. And League One. And League One. Yeah, but the top of League One, because that's where Peter are going to be. <laughs> mm. All right, uh, pick a team: United or Liverpool. United. United, really? Scoreline, go on. Uh, 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Chris Smalling scores a goal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I won't be putting a bet on that one if you don't mind. Well, you say you're not going to put, at it, put a bet on it. I'm going to find the odds right now and there will be okay. egg on your face. I'm going to find right. it. Talk if, amongst if yourselves. Good, I'll put a little bet on it. Yeah, talk amongst <laughs> yourselves, guys. Okay. I'll go 1-1. Uh, one, one. I'll sit on the fence. Call it a score yeah. draw. Same thing, score draw for me. Maybe I'll go 3-3, three, three, have it be more exciting. but <laughs> Just for hopeful, hopefulness. Just a hopeful. Pog will score. If I'm putting money on something, Pog will score. Yeah, he's been on fire, hasn't he? I mean, just the, just pissing in the face of Mourinho. Jeez. Hey, some people pay extra for that sort of thing. Yeah, I know. So have you, have you found the odds yet, Chuck? What are we looking at? I'm trying. Uh, I can't. No, it doesn't exist. There's probably a sensible reason. Uh, <laughs> is that going to be a requester bet? Maybe. Well, United United two one is eleven to one. So like, Chris Smalling goal will be make that like eight thousand to one. So <laughs> I'll put some of my winnings on from when I bet on Man United to beat Chelsea earlier this week. <laughs> okay, should we put Oscar out of his mid- misery then and leave this episode? We'll leave it behind. And hopefully Chelsea can begin a bright new dawn when next time we meet, when they calamitously get hammered 9-0 by Man City in the Caribou Cup. You know what? If we lose 9-0 but Sari's gone, I'll waltz right in celebrating with a big old (laughs) smile on my face. That's the only thing that'll make me happy at this point. So yeah, that about wraps it up for this week, guys. Uh, We did a bit more heavy on the questions, which, you know... We like, you like, we get to talk about food. We're all hungry, so we're going to go and fill our boots now. Chips and noodles. Yeah. Oscar? Not in the face. <laughs> Anywhere but the face. That's all he asked. Take care, guys. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.